welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, what we did, and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert, and for this episode, I am just by myself. I'm going to be doing Spoilers Please number 260, which covers Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01, Tries Upon a Time. Yeah, it's a clunky title, uh, but... That seems to be the, 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 and I was kind of hoping they would have kept the tradition of the previous other rebuild movies, because they had like the whole you can not redo. But uh, obviously, this episode is for Evangelion fans, and it come to my attention that not very many of the younger anime crowd uh, haven't really seen Evangelion. I guess it's because of the the scarcity of it during uh, legal stuff. You had to watch it through other means before it became uh, easily available like via Netflix and now by Amazon Prime Video for the movies. But my suggestion to any anime fans over there listening to this right now, if you've never seen Evangelion, you need to watch Evangelion. Evangelion is one of the most influential uh, anime of all time. I'm not saying it's the most original, but it is one of the most influential that has um, created a lot of uh, different animes, or at least inspired a lot of different animes that came after it. And you'll notice all those anime tropes came from, was, was popularized by Evangelion. So you should watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. And despite the fact that the Evo movies are the quote-unquote rebuilds, we all Evo fans really considered the TV show to be the Evangelion property. Everything else that came after that is supplemental. And in ways, based on this movie, kind of not. But uh, I'll get to that in the spoilers. So yeah, if you haven't seen Eva. Watch the Genesis Evangelion the series on Netflix or whatever means you can. If you can get the the original AD Vision versions, watch that. But um, and then watch the watch the end of Evangelion and then watch the rebuild series of films, which is this one. Now, for those of you who have been watching Evangelion and watched it all the way to Evangelion two point three three, you cannot redo. Uh, why should you watch the the fourth movie? Why not? You already started those three movies and the TV series and Evangelion. You need to watch this 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 uh, installment. If anything else, uh, us Eva fans have always been looking for a nice, definite ending. This one has a definite ending, so that should be more than a reason enough to watch this movie. But it is pretty good. It's a really good movie. I, I really enjoyed how they concluded the the, the series, so to speak. Uh, so same word to that, it will be kind of spoilers. Speaking of which, let's go ahead and hop into spoilers. It is time now, there is no reason to hold back. Hope you're ready, because here comes all the spoilers. Okay, so I'm not really going to cover the the plot details too much. Because as, 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 as an EVO fan, you know that the, the plot is pretty, like, how do you call it? Uh, convoluted. It's true. It's very. It's a very convoluted series. I mean, I love. I love the series for being convoluted and and integrate in all its like religious subtext and and all this like alternate uh, universe stuff with the with the third impact and and the backstory and all. I love all that. But it is, to be honest, it's convoluted, and and, and this movie doesn't really address that. So I mean, if you ask me, to, if I watched this ten years ago, I probably would just ignore it and just say I love this movie. And in a ways, I do love this movie, but. As somebody who watches a lot of movies, I have to recognize that 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 there's a little bit of a clunkiness to to this movie for being very convoluted. 
of course, to be fair to the movie, this is the fourth movie, right? So it doesn't need to explain everything. And when it does explain things, well, they are answers. Well, I guess this is very evil, right? They, they are answers, but you yourself kind of want them to expand on those answers a little bit more. And they usually never do. This movie uh, will at least give you like answers, right? I mean, the end of Eva left you in a cliffhanger in a sense where it's like, okay, what happens now? And and we never got an answer. Even in the, the TV series, episode 25-26, it kind of ended with somewhat of an answer, but it really, did really give us like an answer of what's going on. This one, thankfully, does give you an actual ending. Uh, it's, a, it's actually pretty satisfying too, unless you have issues and a lot of people have issues. Because it's Evangelion. If it comes in Evangelion, there's always people that are, that are going to complain. But once again, can't deny the the cultural impact of, of Evangelion to anime fans. But let's just, let's get right into some of the things. Because I want to talk more about the teams. Although the plot kind of... You know what? There's another thing too. The thing I like about Evangelion is that despite the convoluted plot and premise and, and narrative and all that stuff, it seems very tied to the team of the series. If you don't care about the teams of Evangelion... The plot can only take you so far. If you only care about the teams of of Evangelion, well, you should care about the plot because the plot actually details out the teams in a lot more in a lot more detailed ways as examples and whatnot. So I'm just gonna just bullet point this thing. Um, uh, this was introduced in 2.33. The the Eva pilots are stuck in their teenage bodies. Okay, uh, I thought at first it was kind of like. Oh, it's because the you know people recognize them as teenagers, and this is some genius way for them to keep them looking like teenagers. It's a little perverted, but but at the same time, it's like okay, I didn't get why they did that until now. Uh, thematically, the reason why the evil pilots are kept as teenagers and they're stuck to the to the robot to this lifestyle to this world that they live in is because. They're kind of in arrested development in terms of growing up. They're they're literally not growing up. They're stuck in their teenage bodies, right? Now, if you if you go look at the end of this movie, and you show they show the Shinji and Asuka in the beach, you you may think that that oh, it's just being an animated that her her clothes are tattered or very tight. No, it's because uh, she actually grew up to an adult body. It's very subtle, but the Asuka you see in that bit beach at the very end. Is an adult Asuka, so so it, it really does seem like the whole the whole thematic thing where she, where everybody's congratulating Shinji. Oh, you're you're more grown up. Oh, you're more an adult now. It also applies to the other Eva pilots. You know, Mari was the same thing. She at the very end you you see her as an as an adult. So so yeah, it it, it is that kind of thing that they're they're kind of this movie is kind of um, relating uh, being an Eva pilot as somebody who's still a child playing with their toys in a sense, right? I mean, that might feel that might seem insulting, but at the same time, I think if you go psychological on it, there's more to it than just that. Okay. Uh, speaking of Asuka, though, I'm still not a fan of the idea that she's a clone in this one. She's not Asuka Sawyer Lang- Langley from the TV show or End of Eva. She's a clone. She's like a she's like a ray, and I'm not I'm not a big fan of that, but. I like this Asuka in a sense that it isn't just because Asuka has always been kind of like uh, uh, a sundere, 
you know the whole the whole the whole like boy girl girl hates boy or boy hates girl but they actually because she's like hard to get to to hard to get along with but but you secretly like her and eventually she's gonna like you back it's a sundere thing like that's asuka for you she's she's a sundere she's like she's like that 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 mean girl that you eventually turn around which i don't know how you go with sexist ideas but but that's what asuka was in a tv show in end of eva and in this one she's she has that personality but there really is no indication that 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 you that they're going to end up together you know that's all wishful thinking even at the end when she admitted like in the past she had a crush on shinji and shinji vice versa but but not but where they are right now 14 years later uh it, it's just not going to happen right so i kind of appreciated the fact that that they did look at that in a little bit more realistic fashion okay so let's move on speaking and speaking of asaga since she opens the movie with the whole action sequence what's up mari i already forgot but uh the, the whole action sequence in the beginning and action sequences in general there isn't very there isn't a lot of it in this movie there are some the opening particularly and then the the third act has a huge action, action sequence but they're not a lot the i liked what i saw in terms of making it so so like crazy chaotic to look at all these evil clones all over the place in very like um uh in legions legions of them like covering the screen it's nice to look at but at the same time you can't really put heads or tails to what's really going on in the action sequences it's really just the energy of it because the camera angle is zooming in and out and you don't know what she's really shooting at and there's just explosions but you don't know why there's explosions so it's 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 that kind of a thing so yeah the action sequence i like the action sequences but but I, I guess I wanted a more coining a phrase from Kung Fu flicks. I wanted a more wider shot to see what's what I'm looking at. But I got I I dug the energy. I dug the energy that came from the action sequences. Now, opposite of action sequences is that section in the uh, I guess the second act really, the where they were where the uh, uh, Shinji Asuka and Rei are in that settlement settlement of survivors. From uh, the near third impact, I kind of like that idea that it wasn't a full third impact; it was a near third impact. So you see all these like structures, giant structures, just floating in midair because gravity kind of broke, and how they're surrounded by LCL fields, like the red thing, and then the 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 non-affected stuff still have like you know colorful earth stuff. I like that. The whole idea for the settlement, I think, I think at first I wasn't sure if. It's like I was, I was I was questioning: Is this how the movie is gonna go for the rest of it? Like it's just gonna be this, which would be very bold and not, and somewhat not surprising. But I'm kind of glad that he didn't stuck with that because I know a lot of people would be bored by those scenes. But I, I did like how they're showing this Ray clone interacting with the people, learning about living, right? Even Shinji, you know, after she after he got out of his slump. He he learned to to live in this environment where you're just helping out the community and being a better person by helping out the community in a very simple life, right? Uh, I like the fact that Toji is there, uh, and I, no surprise he marries uh, uh, Hikari Hikari Hikaru Hikari, right? Although I kind of miss the whole the whole love hate thing that they that they had going when they were kids, like you know she's always nagging him and all that stuff. But you know they're older now, so I guess that isn't a thing anymore. Kensuke, 
Kensei, I like I like the transformation from him being like that geek person to to this well well made man kind of situation. Um, well, uh, not well made man, but uh, what's the word looking for? Uh, he, he can take care of himself. How about that? Okay. The big surprise here is that apparently Asuka is living with him. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, uh, the, the the movie doesn't really say too much. I mean, it just shows that they're living together. But and then later on in the movie, you know, Shinji even wishes Asuka well with Kensuke, which implies that they had a relationship. I guess. I mean, it's a weird pairing, but okay, right? So now, thematically, see, like I said, you can't separate the plot and themes of Evangelion. Thematically, it does seem like the slow parts is essentially, uh, you know, okay, you know how they keep saying Shinji cannot go back and pilot Unit Zero One. Right, Shinji cannot be an evil pilot again. This is the life that they want for Shinji. He's ha- he would be happier living this simple life, just being part of the community, connecting with the community, you know, just 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 contributing what to what he can contribute. You know, nothing grand like being an evil pilot. This will make him happy, while being an evil pilot makes him unhappy because all this suffering happens whenever he pilots an evil. So so. It's it is in it is unusual that they will introduce this element to the team when you don't know the team until you get to the end of the movie, where where they're essentially saying like, "You're farewell all Evangelians," like right. So they said farewell all Evangelians and live a normal life. This is the normal life. So this movie kind of gave you a taste of what that normal life looks like. Okay, um, and I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Maybe they can have another anime series. Well, I think they do, don't they? Where they have the anime series where they're all just like regular people, no robots. But or a manga series that does that with the Eva characters. I'm sure they're in high school somewhere, kind of thing. That that, that whole premise. But anyways, um, in the in the quiet settlement area, I did like I did like this Ray. I did like she's not our Ray from the TV show, nor is she the Ray from the rest of the rebuild. But I did like this Ray, because Ray has always been kind of gloomy. This is not not gloomy Ray, and I appreciate that. You know, let her be happy for a change. So I like I like how they introduced this Ray to this storyline. But that's as far as she went, right? Because she became she needs the LCL stuff, and so she kind of disintegrated or turned into LCL again or whatever. All right, where to go? Speaking of turning to LCL and whatnot. Gendo. If people are confused, because I know I was confused at first myself, uh, Gendo became an angel. He became the final angel. Okay, and the whole idea for the human instrumentality project is to have everybody connect as one. Which, which, oh, there you go. Uh, thematically, the the settlement with Shinji and 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 Kensuke and all, and all that community, they are being a community. They are working towards each other's benefit. They are as one. That is exactly what. The human instrumentality should be in the real world setting, but in this one, the human instrumentality project is a lot more literal. Like they they combine as one into this one liquid LCL or whatever. If I'm wrong about that, feel free to correct me. But I believe that's, that's what it is. So so Gendo's whole plan is that he wants to be back with Yui, his his, his ex his uh, uh, dead wife, uh, and he, in his mind, the only way to be returned to her and not be not be annoyed by all the other people is just to be together as one in, in a liquid form or something. Blah. Okay. Um, 
Okay, uh, let's move on to Shinji. Back, back to Shinji. So Shinji grows up, knows the responsibility of like, you know what? I can play out the Eva and it'll be okay, right? Uh, the one part that I wasn't too fond of was the other character that introduced uh, Midori Kitakami. Like she was all, uh, yeah, I get I get her plot line, you know, like like the near third impact killed her, the rest of her family and she's kind of getting, she hates Shinji because of that. But it seemed like, uh, I don't know if it's necessary. I suppose it's necessary. You got to show some kind of side, some kind of aftermath to what he did. Fine, I'll let it go. It just seemed a little much. It just seemed a little much, but okay, fine, let it go. And then, and then, and then, uh, Sakura Suzuhara, which is Toji's little sister who works for Willy or Wiley or whatever we call it. Uh, yeah, she's the one that's actually kind to Shinji, but at the same time, it seemed like it's like almost like uh, an idol worshiping or adoration kind of thing. It's also a little much. It's a little much. Eva has enough characters. You don't have to keep adding all these extra characters to 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 muddy things up, but. But there they are, okay. Misato finally takes responsibility for the fact that, that she's been telling a, a teenage boy to do to pretty much do what adults should be doing, right? So I did appreciate that thematically, you know. And and in three point three three, she was all blaming Shinji. Oh, it's your fault that this happened. Blah 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 blah. But hey, you know what? He's a kid. You can't keep blaming young people because because they still have to grow up. Oh, look, there goes the team again, growing up. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of growing up, Gendo. Okay, Gendo apparently was was in also on Arrested Development, but instead of him and, and Eva, it's him and, and Yui, the death of Yui. He's kind of stuck in a rut where where he's just trying to, like, get back to her. Okay, and, and in the backstory, I did appreciate the backstory, showed that, 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 that he is very similar to Shinji. So uh, I, I did like that, you know. Uh, I I thought I thought I thought it was also emotionally sound that he finally realizes that that him being apart from Shinji or putting pushing him away from him is kind of like pushing away Yui from him because because the kids are the parents you know your kids are like you it's that kind of a thing so I, I did like that they added that into the top line the 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 teams. And speaking of parents, Yui protects Shinji. So instead of Shinji sacrificing himself for this new reality again, uh, Yui stepped in and and pretty much took the bullet for him so he could survive, he can live. And and um, and then she ended up connecting with Gendo anyway. Gendo ended up with Yui anyway, so that kind of works out, right? The whole thing with the original Rei being in Unit 01, not sure how I feel about that either. Because it's the same kind of thematic thing where, where she's just trying to protect Shinji, but then or protecting him by not getting into the Eva. But I guess I guess you can't really grow up until you face your you properly face your childhood or your past. And I guess and Ray was Ray and everybody else was trying to keep Shinji from that actual uh growing up process. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. And then um after the after the whole thing where Shinji is in the process of recreating the world he had that final talk with Asuka, which I liked. You know, they got to finally share their feelings to each other and all that stuff. So, yeah. Oh, Kaoru. almost forgot about Kaoru. So, Kaoru apparently, uh, he, his present kind of proves the point that a lot of people thought was true, is that, that Eva is in a time loop. I don't know if the time loop started from the TV series, 
when 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 Shinji initiated the third impact or the near third impact, and he just kept repeating the world to the point where where it's all it's very similar to what he currently know with slight tweaks, and and Kaoru is the only one that seems to know that he is that they're in a time loop, like his his whole existence is to try and protect Shinji. It's to uh, and then I like the I I like the touch here in this movie where where Shinji as a young boy, uh, pretty much tells Kaoru like I don't need your protection anymore. You know, be happy, go be happy. So I like that. Once again, this is a movie about conclusions, and they're giving us conclusions. I like that. Um, neon Genesis saying the actual word Neon Genesis in the show does seem kind of hokey, can seem kind of corny, but. I mean, Neon Genesis is exactly what it sounds like. It's a new beginning. This is a new beginning. He's ending the time loop. He's ending the time loop of the Evas. This is a new beginning. How else are they going to say it? So, yeah, Neon Genesis, sure. I got you. Sure thing. So, here's one thing also about writing reality. All those people, the sentiment, they're gone, right? So, presumably, all that is gone, and, and Shinji rewrote reality. Unless Shinji left that, that, that world alone, and, and the new reality is just a different alternate reality that Shinji is now in and not in that. Well, no, I, I'm pretty sure he just rewrote the world and that element is gone. Okay, so so all that sacrifice for nothing, essentially, presumably. Because, I mean, even if they get transferred to the new reality, they're not going to remember what this was, right? Presumably. Uh, a couple things I need to address. The CG, people complaining about the CG in the movie. I didn't really mind, quite honestly. Um, it's it's. I didn't really mind. Even the even the big giant ray head, which is a face that I'm never gonna forget. I mean, it's scary to look at, quite honestly. And I think I think CG was used for that effect because it looks kind of pseudo realistic. Uh, yeah, I it that it, that is exactly the whole purpose of that scene. It was supposed to freak you out, and th- that that giant head it freaks you out, right? And then the fight scenes with the CG thing, yeah, <laughs> it didn't bother me. Sure, it looked like a little bit of like a video game, but who cares? I mean, giant robots. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. <sighs> okay. Um, and I alluded to this. It's the theme of the show, which is essentially Sidiaki Ano telling people, hey, grow up. Abandon your Eva. Abandon your, your robots. As a, uh, let, you, let you're playing your toys. Abandon your toys. You know, if, if, if your toys are making you mad and, and, and miserable because, because they're not, because your anime or your TV shows or your movies are not doing what you want them to do because you're, you know, uh, you liked all this like cartoon fa- superheroes and robot fantasy stuff and you want them to be the way you want them to be, to be happy, but they're not the way you want it to be. So you're miserable. Well, if you're that miserable, then leave it alone. Abandon them, you know. Uh, say goodbye to them, like like Shinji said goodbye to all Evangelions, because he's happier with that Evangelion, and that's that's essentially what it is, right? So you can say Hideaki Anno is giving you a slap in the face, like you know the whole William Shatter jo- joke thing, like grow up, you know, <laughs> you nerds, grow up. But but if you don't want it to be that harsh, um, uh, how about this? Just don't let your past take your present mind. If your if your past is your childhood and it's dictating your present mind, let it go. I feel like there should be another episode to explain that kind of theme, but I'm not going to that. All right. So now the real controversy a lot of people have about this show, <laughs> unsurprisingly, because anime people they love it, is shipping, is the coupling, right? You got Kensuke and Asuka. 
and the, at the very end, you got Ray and Kaoru, apparently, right? And then, and then, very much at the very end, you got Shinji and Mari. Uh, Mari, which apparently the movie implies, is also somebody who who's been around since Gendo and them were in college, presumably. But it wasn't completely explained. Like the picture, the picture in that in that frame that 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 they have from the past looks like Mari, I guess. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so Mary is also an evil pilot like like them, but I guess she's really the first one because she's been around much longer than they have, presumably. Why did Shinji end up with Mari? Okay, and then saying end up with Mari doesn't necessarily mean that they're a couple, because I don't know. They just knew. They just found out they're each other's. Shinji just found out who she was in this movie, right? So how the hell would they just be a couple suddenly? So you can we can go about this many different ways. Right, and the way that I'm going, we go with this is that uh, Mari is the evil pilot that seems content and aware of who she is and what role she plays. She likes to she likes to uh, pilot the evas. She's a little nuts. She's a lot more forward and very open to her own uh, body, I guess sexuality, I guess. Um, she doesn't hate Shinji. I give her that much, right? And and she she's out there willing to protect him. I remember she said she'd come back for him, and that's what she did. Or so that's nice. And I think the fact that there we don't we don't really see a connection between Shinji and Mari, it, I think it represents Shinji's future. Like people are very much uh, stuck with the idea of what they believe they should have, who they believe they should be, what they believe, you know. And Mari is an unknown. She's essentially somebody you don't know much about. Because as life goes on, you end up, you might end up with somebody who you didn't expect to end up with. And I guess that the whole thing with Shinji and Mari in the end together may represent that. But at the same time, it may not. You know, people said, oh, they're holding hands at the end. That means they're a couple. No, that's not necessarily true. Not necessarily true. Maybe, maybe they're holding hands because they're, they're going off and they're going to go, let's go on this new adventure together in this reality. Kind of thing. It could, it could be as simple as that. But, but it also is a reminder that, that you can never predict how your future is going to go. And you never can predict who you're going to be with when you go meet that future. I think Mari and Shinji in the end represented that. I mean, it's a train station, for God's sake. Train station takes you places. So they took, they took them, they take their going places. Or I guess the train station is when they just arrived there. Kind of like in arriving in a new reality. Okay. Is this the end? Is this the end of oh, oh, Evangelion? Hideaki Anno says yes, but you know, there, there's going to be money, money speaks, right? So it may not be like a, like a, like a complete conclusion, uh, continuation from this point of the movie. It could be like, Covering the fourteen-year gap that that they haven't shown really, uh, it could be spin-offs or inspirational stuff that that came from from the series that may not involve Hideaki Anno at all, right? But uh, I do appreciate that this is more or less a finality to the series, the End of Eva, and the Rebuild series, uh, Rebuild movies at least. So I I do like that. I liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, um, 
I would I, I would think I would love it as well, but I have enough issues to say I didn't love it. But but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Although I think um the the visceral experience of watching End of Eva is probably more pronounced in my head. But I did I did like this a lot. Alright. That was me rambling about Evangelion 3.0 plus 1.01 Price Upon a Time. Yeah, conky title. Alright, thanks for listening. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert5x5. Music has been provided by DUI Access. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else can be found on whowhatworswhy.com as well as the show notes. Before we go, let me give you guys a recommendation. Going with the spirit of movies that were spawned off from a TV show, have you seen the, the Roroni Kenshin live-action movies yet? Because if you haven't, you should check it out. Even if you haven't seen the series. Okay, If you haven't seen the Roroni Kenshin uh, anime uh, watch the live action ones. They're they're like a compressed version, kind of like the Eva rebuild to the TV show. They're like a compressed version of the TV series and the comic books. Uh, but they're really well made live action anime uh, movies. Well, they're not anime movies; they're live action. Watch those. There's five movies total. The first three came out years ago, and they're available on video demand or Blu-ray. And the last two, which came out on Netflix this year, they're they're great. They're, they're, they're really excellent, well-made live-action movies based on an anime property, Roni Kenshin. Uh, check it out. All right. This was episode 479 of the Stuff Injunction. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who, What, Where's, Why Network. <laughs>